Hey, ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the Villalucci Podcast. Honest, uncensored, and unedited discussions about life and everything in it. So sit back, relax, and let's start the show. Now it is officially live. Okay. <laughs> As he's counting down, don't go, maybe we should get a clapper. Too it's late just, now. You know, Hi, everyone, by the way. Wise, I know right, we have started the I show. do enjoy That was the classic uh, Villalucci. What's that? Cold open there. Just us chatting rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> just, just get on with it. Starts when we sort of turn up. People, exactly. people wander in. Right, so this is our movie Valentine's special. I mean... And we have John Higgins back. Can you see my T-shirt up there? No, I don't think we can. So I have to look out I've for got it. a hoodie on, but I did have a Valentine's Day T-shirt, which is up there when they sent me Very the wrong... Nice. They sent me the small... Look, nice. I also got to get into... Well, they don't know me. But anyway, so... <laughs> if they send you... If you order the wrong size, then... Yeah, I think I ordered the wrong size. I was yeah. in a bit of a haste. But... Um, so this is our... Uh, uh, what do you we call spared this? no expense. Yeah. This is about four quid's worth there. So like is it... Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly away right. the secret. <laughs> <laughs> so John. Yeah, hello. You, you're you're going to be doing our movie thing. How, yeah. are you, how are you feeling? You're now the official sort of film guy for the village. Show. You, yeah, I'm I'm very good actually. Um, <laughs> I, th- I think, you know, you frighten my way and I'll do my best. <laughs> right. So what are we talking about tonight? Is well, Valentine's we're, talking, we're talking about Valentine's movies. I mean, I've got five choices like the last time. Um, and... We might as well go ahead with it. And Let's do it. Oh, oh, hang on. Before we do start, here we go. Karem's just got married. Hey! Look at that. Can you come forward so we can see you? So, there you are. Hello. Can you put the mic on? He's off the market, ladies. Sorry. So, yeah, so, so would you like to say anything to your wife as a... Well, I love you. Excellent. Good start. What's I love you in Turkish? That's a good start, yeah. Sorry? <laughs> what, how would you say I love you in Turkish? Turkish, seni seviyorum. Seni seviyorum. Don't try it. Can everyone say seni seviyorum for her? Seni seviyorum. Yep, well, congratulations, mate. Well done. <laughs> Thank you. Congratulations. Another one bites the yeah. dust. Exactly. Right, that's right. enough. Get back. Get back. Get back. <laughs> get, give, give me the whip. Get back into the... Oh, no. Oh, it's Valentine's Day. And Peter here, our other production guy. Oh, I don't want to say... See, I'm worried about saying anything about people's girlfriends or boyfriends. Um, basically he caveats every time he'll be like I don't want to offend anyone it's like it's not offensive no but I don't but I, think are, other pe- I don't know if other people are getting offended no one is getting offended there <laughs> no, what were you going to say anyway no I was going to ask we him have but I don't want to grass him up because what if somebody's got like two birds on the go and I say how's that girl going yeah and I'm what assuming kind of person, ha- I'm assuming what kind of person would do that yeah I'm assuming he hasn't yeah <laughs> I'm just digging him into he's done nothing but um, yeah uh, can, I, can I say anything about your Peter, put the and say who you are, so we know who you are. Yes, the Peter, you are the production staff. Well, something like that. Valen- are, you, are you doing anything for Valentine's? Uh, no, no, unfortunately not. No, it's oh. in the states. Okay, so, well, yeah. that's the end of that. That was worth <laughs> having the mic. <laughs> Turn the mic. That was worth interrupting, John. There you go, John. Oh, that's, right. that's what usually goes <laughs> yeah, on, John. Okay. So, well, back to you. We're going to talk about Valentine's Day podcast. So, what's the theme? The theme is Valentine's movies. Right. Um, I've got five. These are my choices. You can agree to disagree with them, but I feel that these ones kind of encompass what I feel is my last forty years of well, the last twenty, thirty years of things and based on it so and is it top five or is it just it's five? my it's my top well it's the, at this point in time my top five valentine's these do any i'm trying to i try to guess his brain are there any films coming to mind the only thing i can think don't of, you say you know, any, don't say anything because obviously you've got things like rom-coms and whatnot but right. it's sort of um the only th- i mean there is literally a film called valentine's day they had kept churning out um these big ensemble dramas there yeah. was like new year's day there yeah. was valentine's day i'm sure there's must well be valentine's more. day was like the american love actually they did yeah. it exactly like that it didn't go down as well but no, um, from what i gather it's not I what, but, what uh, the history of valentine's day is 
That's for a different podcast. Was it, yeah, <laughs> the etymology. I'm not sure. I mean, um, I mean, I was. Is it purely an American thing? Was there some? No, I mean, it, it's it is a worldwide thing. It's not like, say, if you take Thanksgiving or Halloween, which yeah, are exclusively yeah. American holidays. Right. I mean, Valentine's Day is like about love. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, we could do some research. Yeah, I was going to say, probably should look yeah. that up. Um, All right, well, let's, a, let's get on with Saint Valentine. Okay, so, uh-huh. so my first choice, let's number five, is well. The Via Lucci alternate title is Jesus Christ, Giant Christ, not another movie about a widower. Um, it's um, The American President. Is that the, the Michael Douglas it's one? It's the Michael Douglas and Ed Benning. It's yeah. Rob Reiner, um, and it was scripted by Aaron Sorkin. Is it the one that you just said? Yeah. And yeah. The Intern or something? No, it's the, it's the environmentalist strategy. Oh, okay. the M-word. So, oh, no, I'm thinking of... Okay, so <laughs> Who's we, have, um, we have Michael Douglas playing President Andrew Shepard, and he's in an election year, and the, G- the Global Defence Council are trying to ask for a 20% reduction, and they're, as a result, they send Annette Benning, who's Sydney Ellen Wade, who's like very smart and all that kind of thing, and she goes to this meeting at the White House and she's, she's wallowing in the Capra-esque quality of the place. And of course, she's very heartfelt. And then they have this meeting where the president comes in mm-hmm. and Cindy Ellen Wade is very, um, you know, very embarrassed by it. And of course, she thinks she screwed up. And then the president's sister is taken ill and he invites her to be his guest, his date at this dinner. So this Cindy Ellen Wave turns up on the, on the dance floor and they have a dance and the president's rival, who's played by Richard Dreyfuss, mm. starts using it as a scandal and then he picks up on her past and then all of a she sudden... She burns a flag, doesn't she? She burns a flag, but the whole point of it is, is it's more about... What I love about this movie is the fact that it humanizes the president. Mm. The other movie from that period was Dave, Ivan Reitman's film, which was about an impersonator who just so happens to look like the president played the both kevin by kevin klein one yeah. but it's another great one it's sigourney weavers in there but I, what i love about that film again it's kind of it's wish fulfillment in a big way but this one's even better because there is an absolutely brilliant speech at the end of the film um which michael Douglas performs which is one of the best things he's ever done yeah you know he's a it's a fan i mean i won't reveal too much but it's also got a great supporting cast it's got the late john mahoney who plays um, Sid, uh, Annette Benning's counsel. It's got Samantha Mathis. It's got um, Michael J. Fox, probably just before he, he yeah. won his last films before Parkinson's hit it. It's got Samantha Mathis. It's got um, Martin Sheen, who is, of course, yeah, you know, odd, in, yeah. in the West Wing. Yeah. Um, so Richard Dreyfuss, he plays a bad he, does well, he? he plays he plays a senator who wants to be the president. He's the presidential rival, to, you know, the, oh, the campaign okay. survival. Uh, rival and then but what makes it work so much as a movie is the fact that it's the chemistry between Michael Douglas and right, Annette yeah. Benning. and Annette Benning really I think he's, she's probably along with Meryl Streep and Glenn Close one of the definitive uh, so what's the story of his wife like, his wife dies of cancer at the beginning and he's got okay. a daughter Lucy and but there's a neat moment at the beginning of it where um He's he's just finished and he goes up to see his daughter and he goes. Um, we had a parent teacher conference and we were the main players and he's he's trying to um, entice his daughter into reading about the constitution because it's social studies and stuff. But it's the inter- what I loved about it, it's the interaction. It's like you know often we'll see tr- Donald Trump, but this is the flip side. It's like it's nice to know because yeah. we, we very rarely see that in the political arena and yeah. and also down to Aaron Sorkin's. 
you know, scripting. It's just a brilliant thing. And, and it's a comedy. It's a comedy drama. Okay. Um, and there's there's a really nice scene. There's a scene where Michael Douglas is phoning Annette Benning, and she says, you know, I forgot to mention what a nice ass you have. <laughs> and it's like, and it's it's also the fact that it's it's the fact that she's there's a vulnerability to it, but it's just a nice movie to have and I, I would say that that's my first choice for <laughs> when you said it was an environmentalist and the president I thought it was like a Bill Clinton type thing no, just thinking no, this not. doesn't well, sound very it's, romantic it's all, I was, <laughs> all I will say if you want to go there it's close but no cigar I had to put that in <laughs> close but no cigar no, okay, so that's, no, that's um, number me. five well my number my four what rating <laughs> was that film 15. Oh, okay. it's, a good, it's a good film. Why did it get a 15 rating, not a 12? Well, there's, there's like F words in it as well. There's oh, okay. There's, it's, it's like, um, um, it's, it's just a really nice movie. Yeah. Um, my fourth choice, well, I have to include this for a number of reasons, and it's Gone With The Wind. Right, so I haven't seen it. So is this Cary Grant? No, it's... Yeah. Um, it looks no. like him. It's no? basically, the, it's set in the American Civil War. Quite frankly, my dear, that one. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Um, and there's a story about that last line, which um, it, I'll tell you later. But it's based on Margaret Mitchell's novel of the Civil War. It was her only novel. Mm. Um, it's very racially motivated. There's a, the language. There's, it's very... Um, what year is this? That uh, it 1939. Came out? Oh, okay. that early? 1939. Oh, yes. So they now, care, what's significant about it is it is the most successful film ever in inflation-adjusted dollars. Oh, really? Now, there's a website called Box Office Mojo, mm -hmm. and this will give you a list of all the movies. Now, what they do is it's like in 1939, it, it had this amount of money, but when you inflate it, it actually gives you the whole thing. So, also... Um, Gone with the Wind is probably the most reissued movie of all time. It's been it's been reissued about seven or eight times. And what are the Oscars? I mean, how it many? won ten Academy Awards. It's also significant because it was the first black woman to win an Oscar, which is Hattie McDaniel. Was it for that film? Was the first black? Yeah, first oh. black. So it's significant that thing. Yeah. Um, what did she win it for? A Best Supporting Actress. She played Mammy. It's a bit. Um, she's That's sort amazing of the, for yeah. that time. She's for a black servant. Woman she's a up. servant. Yeah, so the story is. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on for that bit. So, it, it, when <coughs> were the Oscars for that? Nineteen thirty-nine. Nineteen forty. It was nineteen. And they gave it to a black actress. They gave it to a black actress at the film premiere. They yeah. had to sit at a separate table. Yeah. Jesus. Because really? they, they, they had the premiere in Atlanta, and again they had such a it, because of these southern tensions. Right. It's it's one of those that. Even today, I mean, I was doing research about the reviews, and funnily enough, the reviews are not all that great on it. A lot of people right. felt it, although it in, in it sort of incorporated a lot of what the book was about. Yeah. They felt sometimes there was a bit too much going on. But that's amazing that they gave the award, like a big studio, a big company like that gave the award to it. Because I mean, it's a supporting artist; it's not a big deal, is it? It's pretty big, though. It's isn't still it? no. The the, ma the the major awards is like um, certain films in history have won the big five. Um, Silence of the Lambs won the big five um, one so director the, one flew, yeah the one floor of the cuckoo's nest won the big five <clears throat> it's happened one night with Clark Gable and um, you know Clark Gable was another one from that time um, this was um, you know it's basically the story of a spoiled Atlanta socialite called Scarlett O'Hara O'Hara mm -hmm. played by Vivian Lee. there is a very popular document um biopic called The Scarlet Yohara War, which was done by, a, there was a series on TV called Movieola, and it tells the whole story of who auditioned for, oh, wow, you okay. know, for Scarlet Yohara and like <coughs> big names. So 
in a nutshell, she's the the um, the O'Haras are an Irish American family in in Atlanta and Charleston, and then she's in love with Ashley Wilkes, who's this um, who's set to marry her cousin Melanie, his his cousin Melanie Hamilton, and then all of a sudden, um, dashing army captain. Rep Butler, played by Clark Gable, comes into Charleston to us. Clark Gable? Who did yeah. I say? You said Cary Grant. Oh, okay. Um, sweep our feet. And then there's like um, fireworks. And then it's like, you know, love-hate relationship. Um, so the, she's sort of the baddie in it. Not baddie, but she's, she's the worst. But, I, I but thought she'd be the angel in she's, it. She's, well, that's the whole joke of it. She's a very sport brat. Right. But the point is, is, and then the most famous line at the end was, it, the, in the book, it's, frankly, my dear, don't give a, a damn. But the Hayes office in America wanted them to change the word from damn to darn. But then <laughs> no. David O. Selznick, producer, turned round to um, Will Hayes, who was the censorship. Not to be confused with Will Hayes, but he's Will mm-hmm. Hayes. And he said, look, it's to, it's to actually tell you it's the expression of his feelings. And they kept it. And that's why the line is remained in there. It's remained in all this time. It, it's, a, it's a very famous story. Um, Olivia de Havilland's in it. Um, what's wonderful about it is it's all in camera and very real effects. The fires and everything else, you will, everything about it is just all real. It's like you, there's no CGI in it. You can so see the money in there's it. There's a wonderful scene in it where, um, where it's just after the Civil War's begun and, and Vivian Lee's walking through this um, town. And she basically, the camera pulls back and you see everything like the horses and everything else. And it's just, when you think of those scenes, it's just immense. It's also one of those movies that has an overture and an interval and stuff. And it's like, right. it's about four hours long, but it's such an epic quality. And again, it's for me, it's also the template for all the modern romances, right, and romantic yeah. dramas. So they like, with, if you say Titanic, for example, they always say yeah, it's like Gone with the Wind on the World. And so... Um, Does it stand up now to watch it? It's now? it's it is a genuine classic. It's yeah. it's a movie that you will have to have patience for and will have to watch. It's a movie worth watching. You can get it on Blu-ray and stuff. Yeah, and it's got a great score by Max Steiner. So, what are sort of Oscars was it winning? The director it won best special film, effect? best director, Costumes. best script, best adapted screenplay, best costume design, wow. best production. Was it one of those? Didn't they go through quite a few directors on that? And then it ended. So it, ended it was up being Victor. Final. It was actually Victor Fleming who did. Um, he did directed um the wizard of oz because oh, that was okay. the other thing that was the other big movie of right. that time so oh. and it was um one of the first films to be shot in color and it's it's beautiful this mgm mgm had it at the time who were the big rivals for mgm at the time like, um, the well, well was there was U- there's universal warners 20th Warner. century fox okay. i mean this the studios at the time were more or less in their infancy there was also right. a number of other things like um you know um you know, Winchester pictures and stuff. You, oh, okay. you know, there's a lot. Of, if you if you kind of watch talking pictures in the UK, they often show a lot of these things. But, um, but but it was one of those books that, like today, like with the Twilight book or with um, I don't know, with the Hunger Games, it, it was like the eagerly anticipated right. um, big screen adaptation of that time. And again, it, it's. It's been reissued so many times, and whenever it plays, it's been it's played God knows how many times, and every single time it plays, 
big swing. It is one of those movies that everybody sees. I mean, yeah. it was it was done as a 4K. How long was it on for? It's like a three-hour job. It's four hours. Four hours. It's about, it's yeah. about three hours, three hours 50 or something like that. Does it feel the, do you feel the four hours um, or not really? Uh, to me, it's, it is a bit slow in places. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's an older film, though, yeah. so the pacing is always going to... But, but, if, you, but if, if you are willing to sustain it and actually it's watch it, it and, yeah. and, you, you, pay it and you, you genuinely want to spend your time watching that... Then by all means watch it because you then it it sort of improves the more you watch it. Mm. I, I I like it actually, and I think uh, Vivian Lee, who is was one of the the most beautiful women yeah. ever. I mean, British actress who beat out all these. So like Emily Blunt with with um, today, she'd be the she was the Emily Blunt of that time. <laughs> I don't yeah. know who Emily Blunt is. Uh, so Quiet Place and Sicario and Mary Poppins Returns. Oh, oh, the one that played Mary yeah. Poppins. She was in The Devil Wears Prada and um, okay. and. She, and that so well you've set the you've started off setting the bar very high here so i'm okay. keen to see okay the well the ones. the third one is i'm going for a classic musical which is singing in the rain ah oh, oh. love it so again you might wonder Fred well Astaire? no it's gene ha- gene ha- gene kelly gene hackman gene kelly. Would, i would love gene to see gene hackman yeah. <laughs> um, this rain. this to me is um you may see right, clips so, of it and like, i don't know the story that's all i know the clip so okay singing so singing in, sing in the rain is a it's who's, set, the, it, who's the two it's gene kelly, gene kelly um and debbie reynolds and donald o'connor it's a very funny comedy about the dawn of sound in hollywood right okay, okay. so Set in the scene, Gene Kelly is Don Lockwood, a silent movie star in a less than desirable partnership with Lena Lamont. And they've met on a set like a, it's like back in the day when he's like the jack of all trades and a stuntman. I'm going to ask you to stick to the the, the actors' names because I'm going to get confused. So when you mention the character names, just say... Okay, so Gene 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 Kelly Kelly plays, (laughs) Gene Kelly is a, he's a silent movie star and he's like the, he's like the Douglas Fairbanks, Errol Flynn character. And... What happens is, is the jazz singer is about to break and they've done a silent film called The Dueling Cavalier. The problem is, is on screen, Lena Lamont is very beautiful. But she has a high pitched voice and she talks like this. They're like, I can't, can't I like just stand it. She goes, I can't stand it. Really? So, it's not a comedy. Yeah. It is a comedy. Oh, it so is. what then happens is a aspiring dancer called Kathy Seldon, played by Debbie Reynolds, Carrie Fisher's mother. Mm. Um, she um, helps save Gene Kelly from a mob in the street. <laughs> He's having the, to put the name he, yeah, back. No, no, but, you're, but, no, but in a nutshell, he, he gets mobbed after the latest film. And of course, they she happens to be driving to a party where she's performing and doing a routine. And she hits um, Gene Hagen in the face with a cake. Of course, gets fired. So the complications happen because... Um, the head of the studio says, we're not going to do it as a sound, we're going to do it as a sound feature. Unfortunately, the logistics of shooting, there's some really funny moments where actually pulling like the, the microphone and the heartbeat doing it. <laughs> and it's a complete disaster. So you have really bad sounds and stuff. Right. And then what happens is they just decide, well, we're going to make it a musical and then, they, and then they incorporate. So And then Donald O'Connor has one of the all-time great musical routines which is make him laugh mm. which is absolutely acrobatic but there's the opening scene is basically he's at a premiere and he's saying tell us your story so of course he's telling one truth but then they cut to this scene where it's all other oh, truths yeah, and it's it and it's kind of like the classic it's kind of the classic you know 
I, you know, you you tell them like you you tell them this thing, but they mean another. But it's it's just the interview. always dignity or <laughs> dignity. Or, um, but it's it's a wonderful movie and it's very romantic. I mean, that's a movie again. If you wanted to take somebody to a date for a date, it's 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 yeah. suitable for all. And did that go for the awards? Um, it it did. I don't. Th- I think it kind of Musical. got a one or two, but I think it was beaten by. Um, I'm trying to think which movie it was. Yeah, but it was it was a popular. So it is a musical. It's musical. It's not it's just the one. It's one of the top MGM musicals of all oh. time. American in Paris and um, I don't know Gigi and all these others that Gene Kelly did. He he co-directed this one with Sid Stanley Donnan, and Stanley Donnan direct was the um, he he directed like um, you know on the town and stuff. So a lot of the, if you if you want to get into Americans fifties musical, this is the one that I'd start yeah, with. And start yeah, it's with. great. It really holds up. It holds okay. up now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's okay. absolutely brilliant. Oh. So that's my number three. Um, now my number two, um, and this is purely because this was the movie that got me. Is more this the one? Is this your wild card? You mentioned there was a wild card. No, the it, no the, the the American president about the, the oh, okay. The, that wasn't as wild. I thought you were going to say wild. something like um, yeah. but but my number two, and simply because it's the movie that sort of got me into more um, down to earth films after watching all science fiction, An Officer and the Gentleman. May your knees. So this is Richard Gere. <laughs> Richard Gere. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, it is the movie that I think Top Gun should have been. Cause, um, Which came first? An Officer and the Gentleman. By how long? Because it's got that about, to um, it. About four years. Oh, okay. But, it's been, but they've described Top Gun as like an Officer and the Gentleman with jets. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. And again, this, is a, um, this was described in 1982-83 as romance for the Reagan era. Um, and it's a very gritty tale of Zach Mayo, who's the product of an alcoholic naval um, officer. Played by Richard Gere? No, Richard no. Gere is Zach Mayo. Okay. And his father, Robert Loggier, who was in Psycho 2 and Scarface, um, he decides he wants... Who was, to dad in, who was his dad in Scarface? Um, he, was in the, the, he, he played the gangster with Al Pacino's. You know the... Ga- oh, the, yeah, yeah, the yeah. Oh, so he, so oh, he's he, he joins... And um, he's his dad in this. Yeah. Oh, right. So he, he joins the Naval Training School for 13 weeks of basic training. And, of course, he meets Gunnery Sergeant Foley, um, Louis Gossett Jr., who was the third person to win an Academy Award for Best Sporting Actor, black person to win oh, an Academy third. Award. And he pushes him down. And during his weekend time off, he meets and falls in love with local factory worker Paula Krukiewicz, played by Deborah Winger. And it's a really great, gritty human drama. Um, was actually a gamble by Paramount in late 1982 because they were going to release it in the autumn and be- and they got, they released it in the summer the late summer because that because at that time ET was still the big movie but they gambled successfully and said well look we want to see something else so the audience so it kind of was counter programming yeah it was counter programming and it did really really well we got it in early 1983 um, it won the Oscar for Up Where We Belong and also alongside Louis Gossett Jr. I have had that playing in my head ever since you said <laughs> as soon as you went an officer and gentleman I've just been I'm not going to sing it but, but, like what, but what's great about it is it has um you know, the, the opening scenes where the young kid who plays m- the young male, there's some scenes in the Philippine Isles and stuff. But the thing that really, which I think is, for me, is the really romantic thing. It has this really lovely, explicit, tender sex scene between Deborah Ringer oh, really? and, and where, you know, it's really new. They're sort of 
really going it. Um, but the surprising thing was is they didn't get on on the, um, on the set. Did they not? I mean, Deborah Wing, you know the scenes where, I don't, you remember the scene where she's, look, where they're, she's on top of him and he's looking out and he's looking out. Well, apparently she says, in an, she had in an interview, well, the look you see there is not pleasure but pain. Oh, really? They did not get on whatsoever. That's got to be hard, isn't it, to, mm. if you, um, to act through not liking somebody. Yeah. But it's got a great supporting cast. David Caruso's in it as, um, as, uh, as Daniels. He plays a cadet. There's also Harold Sylvester, another black actor. There's Lisa Eilbacher, who played Jenny Summers in Beverly Hills Cop. She okay. plays Casey Seeger. Lisa Blount, who was, the, who was in Prince of Darkness with... Um, John Gum- I mean she died a few years ago but she played the friend of Lisa Blount um, very the, the language in it was absolutely was very adult I mean they when they showed it on TV they cut out the sex scene and they they changed you know these lyrics like they said um, you know in the opening scene where he goes he goes only two things come out of Oklahoma strays and gays instead of steers and queers yeah, and, oh and like um, and so they they often will cut things out like that, but that to me it was the again I, I loved it for it. Um, so is that a real? Is that kind of a common thing? Because obviously that's also in Full Metal Jacket, isn't it? I mean I don't remember, remember it, the the steers and queers. Oh line. right, yeah, but but that came before it. Yeah, but you know like Ali Ermi, for example, he he was originally on there as a technical advisor. Yeah. And then he, he basically came on board. And then because Kubrick was so impressive, and like, you know, the line where he says, I don't, I, you, you wouldn't be the guy who would have the courtesy to give a guy a reach around. And Kubrick <laughs> said, and Kubrick said, he goes, well, what's a reach around? And he goes, use your imagination, Stan. <laughs> they didn't, but it's the... So what's the, roman- how's the, what's the romantic story in that? The romance story, he falls in love with, yeah. basically... Or what, what's the friction, I mean? Where does it... The, the Why fr- are they not together? No, the, the no, most- they are together in the film. I'm just saying that the actors didn't get on. No, but I'm saying in terms of the storyline, you're saying it's a, a, a Valentine's movie. Yeah, it's so no, it's, it's it's like there they, must be friction where they don't get together. Oh no, that there are scenes in it where she there are moments where that they they are like one's rich, one's poor, sort of thing. Yeah, like and but but the thing is there there's tensions about you know whether. You know, because the local girls who are looking for a husband in in the navy, yeah. and there's this bit of a conflict. You know, there's a there's a scene where um, where Paula and Lynette Pomeroy are having this debate. Well, we don't like the fact that the uh, it's no backward than these people who come like every thirteen weeks and treat us like we were trash. Don't you oh, feel right. used it? So yeah, yeah, it's it's also about the whole essence of learning to appreciate the value of it. You know, it's learning to love a lady and stuff. Right, okay. And I, I, li- I like it because it, and it's got a happy ending as well. Okay. And there's a couple of great, um, Oscar, like there, a week around. There's no, but there's, um, but there's actually, if you want to, there's, a, there's actually a couple of great, um, YouTube clips from Oscar. There's an Academy screening, which Richard Gere attended where he talks about the ending. And he talks about a scene where, um, and what there was a, there's a big fight toward there's a spoiler but there's a big fight towards the end between Foley and Mayo and when Richard Gere was doing it he actually kicked Louis Gossett and he left he walked off the set so they had to get a double to do the scene sorry he kicked hold on he, he kicked, kicked Louis Gossett Jr so hard that so Louis hard Gossett and he, and he he walked off the set oh, that's so and then they had to find a double who could do the karate moves and they had to get someone in so when you watch the scene you actually see, you don't see Louis Gossin you actually see a double oh right um, but it, it's it's a great um, but yeah so that's my what number what did he two. get the award for a supporting artist best supporting actor oh. Louis Gossin and best song 
Best supporting actor. And also to our bit of trivia, it was one of the first ever sell-through VHS titles in the UK. It was the second one after Raiders Lost Ark. Sell-through. So you could buy it instead of rent it. Oh, right. It was like Raiders Lost Ark was the very first one. I didn't realise it was that late to buy. 84. Blimey. What was the ch- why? Why then start buying it? Like, what happens? It technology. Well, it, in the early eighties, it was we rent. You rented, yeah. so you would rent a film for two pounds. Yeah, but then, but then, Raid, but then Raiders traded at nineteen ninety nine, and then people. It, it was like affordability because most right, okay, VA, right, so video yeah. VHS oh, at the right, time yeah. were like fifty quid. You, Do you remember you, Blockbuster used to rent the video player? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, sorry. I, go on. Okay, so so that's my number two. Um, any guesses as to what... I'm th- thinking you're going to throw something like Lady in the Tramp. No. no. See, because I'm, I'm not sure now, because... An Audrey Hepburn film? You, you, sending, you doing the... Um, uh, uh, what, the president... What American you, president. The American president. I was about to say the president's wife. That makes no sense. Um, that, because you said that was... You had a twist, and that's your twist. So now I'm like... Because I was thinking, like, he's going to say something like Toxic Avenger or something <laughs> no, like that. No. That's his twist. So now <laughs> I was like, Im- that's no. less than I was... Exp- so, hmm, what's got to be... Romantic. Is it obvious? It can't be love, actually, because didn't no, you no, do that as your Christmas love, film? No, it's not love, actually, but it, but it is a very familiar title, so I'll... I'll <sighs> I've got nothing. I've I got think you'll have to put us out of our... Is it, oh, how, what year? Give me yeah, a year. Give it a, okay, oh, okay, well, there is a clue in the last title I gave you. Officer and a Gentleman. Officer. No, no. Oh, Gentleman. No, no, oh. not, not, the, not the title, the actual... Who, who, who oh, the star the, is. Who the oh, star so is. Richard G- Oh, Pretty Woman. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, we're going to be Runaway Bride. So um, <laughs> again, this for me is Sorry, for anyone hasn't seen it. Is this this for me is well, I <laughs> yeah. when I was in my twenties, I had a tremendous crush on Julia Roberts, and I actually felt I I must have seen all her films at the time. Like she did a really great little one called Mystic Pizza. Yeah, with um, with <sighs> Lily Taylor and Vincent D'Onofrio and Alan Bethgish. Anna Bethgish. Again, I was very lucky because they released that and Steel Magnolias and Pretty Woman within oh. a, f- a few months of each other. Um, Mystic Peter, in a nutshell, is, is two sisters. And pizza or Peter? Mystic Pizza. Food? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. And it's, yeah. set, in Mystic, it's set in Mystic Connecticut. And what it is, it's, three, it's two sisters and a friend. Um, Julia Roberts and Annette, Annabeth Gish play sisters. And then you've got Lily Taylor, who's fearful of getting married to Vincent Novio, Goma Parlin for Metal Jacket, who's a local fisherman. And Julia Roberts' characters gets um gets enchanted by a rich kid, Adam Stork, and then the Annabeth Gish character falls in love with an older man who's who's a father who's who's look babysitting the kid. And it's a it's a neat little one because it, it's it's got such a nice um it's got a really nice um, style about it. It also features Matt Damon as the as the brother of um, Adam Stalking. He's actually in there. So he must have been young then. Yeah, yeah he was. It was 1988. It's, I, it? I, and so what's the significance about it with Julie Roberts is that you can already tell she's going to be this star. Mm, right, okay. When Pretty Woman came out, it was like it was the most – it was an event – I mean, I saw it four times at the cinema. Yeah, why? I remember it. Why was it so big? It was. Story, it was a Cinderella. Was it? it was a Cinderella story, but oh, it was. Yeah. It was one that literally. It was the chemistry between Julia Roberts and Richard Gere, who again was actually on his way back. At the same time, he did this great film by Mike Figgis called Internal Affairs, okay, Vandy right. Garcia, which again is a wonderful movie where he played Dennis Peck, who was he was very sleazy. 
But again, that's a, if you get a chance, watch that movie. That's where it's got um, Annabella Shiora. It's got like Nancy Travis in it as well. But it, it, it was actually a, originally a darker tale. It was written by J.F. Lawton, who wrote Under Siege. I think oh, I've really? heard and it was, movie, yeah. And what it was, it was originally titled 3000. So they, originally it was like a... The title was what? The title was 3000. Yeah. So it was about a dark tale of... Um, was that of a Machupeda or something? That was... That, it's the, the reference, but it's a... Right. Pro, it was about a... It was a like real downbeat yeah, ending. Yeah, yeah. So what they did was they repackaged this and did this as a remake of Pygmalion. My Fair oh, Lady. Okay, right, yeah. So again, she becomes, you know, she's... She plays Vivian Ward. She's, you know, she's a, um, she lives in a slum off Hollywood Boulevard and, you know, she goes out every night and goes to Hollywood Boulevard. And then all of a sudden, Richard Gere, who is um, having trouble with his girlfriend, he's in town for a big deal in, in uh, you know, for his Lewis Industries and he's trying to take over um, a shipbuilding company um, called Morse Industries and... And then he, he sort of is given a hand by Vivian who sort of gives him, helps him back to his hotel in his um, Ferrari or whatever it is. And of course he decides, well, if you've got nothing better, would you come into the hotel? And then he takes her into his room and, and he says, look, I'm going to give you $3,000. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pay you to be at my beck and call during the week. And so all of a sudden it, it, it's the transformation of him and a transformation right, yeah. of her. But it's it's... It's not original, but it's just the way it plays out. Mm. And it was the two of them together. It I mean, was that the was two a big of them deal, together, it? and it's one of those movies again. You like, as Richard Gere said in that interview, he says you can't create that film. Yeah. It's just the. It's one of those magical moments that happens in cinema. And what was the song? You must have been loved. It was. It must have been loved by Roxette. But Roxette. It, it's got "Warm Women Do" by Natalie Wood, Natalie Natalie Cole. It's got the. Um, of course, it's the big montage sequence where you know "Pretty Woman" to Roy Orbison. It's yeah, got "Fallen." Yeah. It's got. Um, so the soundtrack itself yeah. was a big deal. And James Newton Howard, who was the composer on The Fugitive and those and also Wiretap and stuff, he did the music. But it's one of those package movies that Touchstone Films did really well at the time. And it just, you know... Is it, Touchstone still around? Um, it is. Um, I think it still is. I mean, they recently had the help and stuff like that. Okay. Oh, okay. Right. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, it was... It's it's just... Oscars? A, and it got nominated. It got... Um, it, um, Julia Roberts got nominated for Best Actress for it. Oh, wow. I no wins? Um, no, I don't think it did. I mean, that no. was the year Soundtrack. of Dance with... No, 1990, it was Silence of the Lambs. Yeah. Oh, okay. That was the big five, anyway. Because it was... Because um, the other big one was Prince of Tides, wasn't it? That was that... Was that Prince that of Tides was... Ni well, that was 92. That was, that, yeah, the same year as, um, as Silence oh, of the Lambs. Um, again, I, I think that was too treacly. I, I, yeah, that's a bit. I the first well, it it was a great. Don't get me wrong. I loved Prince of Tides up until the last twenty minutes because it worked really well. But then the, then she piled on all the like the treacly stuff and turned it into like a a Kenko ad. Yeah, the whisk <laughs> and it all the that line, the whisper of the name Lowenstein. You know, yeah. the I'm like, I was like, it, it was no, it was <laughs> it was no, it, it was great. I love I loved it, and I was like, this is really good, and I loved the relationship between Nick Nolte and Barbara Streisand. Mm. But again, it it, it just. I was like, ah, it just frustrated me for that reason. And, but, so that is my top five. 
So you've gone for all the big hitters, really. Yeah. I thought you was going to throw some. That's what I was saying. I was thinking there was going to be there's going to be yeah, yeah some alien. Well, all, I would, no, but all I all I would say is, is I did sort of flirt with the idea of putting uh, Patrick Swayze in Roadhouse about a guy who has a fetish for nightclubs. <laughs> Simply because I didn't want because I didn't want to because I didn't want to include Dirty Dancing or Ghost. So uh, Dirty Dancing, but that's that's got. A, I'm surprised. But that's that a ch- no. But I I didn't. The thing is, is, I didn't really like Dirty Dancing. I mean, I because it's a ch- it's ch- I've never got on with it as much. It's probably because Jennifer Grey doesn't really always irritates me a bit. For me, I'm just. I remember what I think. I think possibly um, when I watched it, I was maybe just slightly too young. When I'm just like, right. where, you, where you just have that attitude of like, oh, I don't yeah, like rom coms and yeah. me and like now I'm happy to watch. But I just, I think it was so hyped up by the people that showed it to me. Yeah. You know, they were like, oh, there's this really funny bit where she carries a watermelon. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, like, what? I never, it, but, but again, you, it's like you, as somebody said to me a while back, a, a lady friend of mine said to me, look, you're not, it's not for you because it's a chick flick. It's for women. It's, yeah. it's a movie for women. So, but what I love about, but with Roadhouse, for example, it's like, I actually would watch that anytime. I mean, there's, um, <laughs> You know, I I love the um, I love all the it's I pain don't hurt. <laughs> Do you remember that? Yeah. No, it, that makes no, no I love, sense. As I a mean, line. The, oh, no, the the wonderful the, actually the funny scene in this is there's a guy um, like this guy entices one of these customers to grab this woman's breasts and he goes he goes. Are you going to kiss him or not? For twenty, for twenty dollars, you can kiss him. So he's feeling. Goes, I can't, I can't. He goes, Why do you want to kiss me? He goes, I ain't got twenty bucks. And then that's <laughs> it. But, but it's like, um, but I love the, um, but I love some of those one-liners in there. Like, um, <laughs> like there's one, for example, there's a guy like the henchman of Ben Gazzara said to me, he goes, I used to fuck guys like you and Hart on, and then he rips his, rips his throat out and stuff. Oh Jesus. Um, yes, but no, there there are there are other movies that I would include. I mean, Brooklyn and La La Land are a couple more mm. that I would add to it. I mean, this list here is just to say it must be hard to get narrow down to five. How? Yeah. I, 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 these were, were these the ones. These are the off. ones. I mean, I could again. This list could change. I mean, mm. I could I could have sat down longer, but this was a thing where I when we were announced this, this this is the ones that I did. And I just feel that those are the ones that I... Would are there any um, out this week or last week? Like, what's the current ones? I haven't really seen be. anything. Anything? Um, well, I, I mean, start, the remake of A Star of Born is, is another romantic one. There's, I mean, Bohemian Rhapsody, you could say, is a romantic thing for... God. if you, In a way, yeah. because well, it's, loves Mary, cause it, is about, it is about Freddie and, and Mary. Mm. Um were there any sort of films, I mean, obviously we've mentioned Valentine's Day as a sort of, that's an obvious kind of cash-in, but were there films, Ian, when we were talking about Christmas films, were there, are there films, uh, you know, because I suppose because it comes in award season, mm. are there many films that are targeted for, you know, let's, let's put out a film on Valentine's Day for Valentine's Day, let's get the Valentine's Day crowd in. Is that such even a thing, really? I think or? it would be a film you could do on the cheap, like a Valentine's Day film. Yeah, it's not like a long Well, there are, I mean, there are movies, there are, there are a whole variety of things. I mean, it, it's, you know, I, I, you know, there's, there's a whole manner of movies out there, you know, like, um, I mean, you could take a horror film like My Bloody Valentine. Again, mm. which is um, which they've, there's two gr- there's two great versions, which again is like the miner who comes back from the dead and slaughters everyone, and it's like roses of bread, violets are blue, your friend is dead, and so are you, and it's Jesus. you know like heart, literal heart in a Valentine's oh, box. God. Um, <laughs> but 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 no, I you know I I could probably come if I if I was to. Around, but that's the thing there's no in the, in the same way that we have a, I suppose because it's only, it really is only one day and it's less of a big but when yeah, we at least Halloween, this, I just I was like 
I really can't think. The, you know, there's no immediate, you know, Christmas films. You go, oh, there's this film set at Christmas, that film set at Christmas. No, no, I no, have no, noticed no. in the last sort of five, six years, people have just gone off Valentine's. I wonder if it's just not that nobody cares anymore. Um, I think there is I think there's more of a sense on. of cynicism. Yeah, but Halloween A is for everyone, whereas Valentine's can oh, well, be yeah, you've halved not inclusive. Audience, yeah. well, well, because... No, it, I, mean, I mean, all I'll say is that I'm, I'm very, very single at the moment. I mean, if you're... Very if, single. Very, no, but I, I'm more... Do I, be- I believe in true love, but I, but again, these are the kind of the movies that I again, again having that kind of fancy about you know, for example, wooing being Richard Gere and wooing Julia Roberts, or being Zach Mayo and ruin and wooing ruin wooing wooing Paula Pekrifke because you know that's the sort of girl that I wanted, I would love to fall in love with, you know, and that that's the the idea is that this is what movies do, yeah. you know, you are. Because, you know, they're flawed people and you're trying to identify with it. It's like, well, I, I haven't, um, you know, but I still believe in true love. I still believe yeah, that I think there is a, a soulmate out there for me. Yeah, but I don't believe that is the reason pe- people aren't falling in love. I, I still can make, you can still make Valentine's movies. You don't have to be in love to yeah. be... That's the only, but that then is, I'm sure there must be, I'm sure if you whacked on the Hallmark channel, there'd probably be nothing yeah. but, you know, in the build up to Valentine's. Like what was the last big one? Would it be one of them Hugh Grant type things? He doesn't do those kind of films anymore. Well, no, for, that's what I'm well, saying. Well, there's gonna, there is going to be like a comic relief sequel to Four Weddings and a Funeral. Lily James is playing Hugh Grant's daughter. Oh, wow. Which okay. they're filming at the moment and it's out soon. So like they did with Love Action. Yeah, they they, they've done the yeah. same thing again. Um, okay, well, I'll, I'll add... I mean, if, if you want a bonus thing, I will add four weddings and a funeral to that one. That, yeah. that again, is the, um, you know, the, the, again, that was an event movie. Yeah, um, And it, it's, I, I remember watching it on opening weekend at the Old in Leicester Square. And again, people were ready for it. Yeah. And it's actually, for my money, it's still probably the best thing Richard Curtis has ever written. And there's some nice, there's some nice touches. I like the, um, I mean, my favourite line in, in that is where they're, they're back at the boats, Boatman and um, the guy, you know, like the, he's ordered a couple of whiskeys and he goes, he goes, and of course, and and the, and the guy comes in, he goes, "Where's that wonderful damn fine Philly carry?" And of course, I and, thought I was in there. And, like, and she's like, "But the funny thing, he goes, he goes, there you go, said there's one for you and one for the road." Yes, <laughs> but but again, it's like the that movie really does look into the idea of like when there's a scene where I think Hugh Grant just after he's been sort of picked on by all his ex-girlfriends around the table and he goes why why is it that I'm always going to weddings but I'm not really at my own and he says well maybe because you're a bit um bit rote you're a bit scruffy or is it because you haven't found the right you haven't found the right one and I think that's the thing it's like the the whole idea is is it does make you. This is the thing. Like sometimes movies will make you think about your own position. And again, I, I'm I'm in full inclined to agree. Another one they'll add is Wedding Crashes. Great film, yeah. um, comedy. Wedding Crashes is Owen Wilson and Vince Vaughn. It's very funny. It's about two guys who crash weddings, and they 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 kind of like go in and out of them. And they sort of pose as guests. So complications emerge. To what end? Like what for what? To seduce women. Just, just oh, right, to seduce okay, women. Right. So <laughs> the complications happen where they go to um, a senator played by Christopher Walken's wedding day. And one of them, Owen Wilson, falls in love with Claire Cleary, who's, the, um, who's Rachel McAdams. Vince Vaughn, not into it. But then her sister, Gloria, who is like a 
stage five bipolar and goes after him and sort of decides to have sex on the beach. And of course, she says, I want to go home. And then they, the whole come. It also features Bradley Cooper. It's really odd him seeing him in that. But it, but it, but the funny thing is, it, it, I agree with you. It's like because he, he's such a nasty person today, you know, after things. I mean, The Hangover is another one I'd add to that as well. You know, you know, the, it's all coming. But it, it's, ju- it's just a really funny thing because it's just the. Um, the joy of it is watching these two characters trying to sort of pose as it. Yeah. And then there's like, and they're coming up with all these lies. And Christopher Walken just holds his own and he, he's like t- staying, you know, doing it. And, the, and it's, and also as well, it's the, um, you know, a big day out, big wedding day, the whole idea. And again, there's a discussion that um, Rachel McAdams and Owen Wilson where Rachel McAdams says, well, what's true love? He goes, well, it's kind of your counterpoint to your soulmate. So, I like lines in movies like that. So what was the last big Titanic? That's a romance. That's a romance film. Um, Yeah, I I think I would say Titanic was, um, was, was again, again, another movie that was an event. I mean, people have all more or less forgotten the troubles it had when they talked about the production history because they, up until its release, it was going to, they said it was a disaster. It was the oh, really, 200 yeah. million, because they were costing 200 million the dollars. They created a studio in New Mexico, Rosarita Studios, you know, and they, they were using effects and it was, it was originally going to be July the 4th, 1997. And then, you know, Cameron, so it goes, he said it wasn't ready to look at. So they then said, well, he's not familiar with the Christmas market. And then he released it at Christmas. And it, it's, it's again, it's, it's one of those things that it, because again, other things had happened, like other factors, like Leonardo DiCaprio had already hit it big with Romeo and Juliet, and that was what they tapped into. It was Romeo tapping into the teenage, yeah. the teenage yeah. girl thing. So the Leo factor, as it was called, happened. And then, as I say, it, the irony of it is, is this disaster actually became the fastest grossing one billion 100 million film it, oh. it just got it made its money back within about four or five weeks of release was Romeo and Juliet before that yes 1996 yeah and what did that do any things that was that, that it wasn't as big but it was like a very Baz Luhrmann who had done like Strictly Ballroom but again it was like they reworked Shakespeare in LA and made it gang culture and stuff and it had like oh yeah weren't it a musical was it a musical? No, no. no it was it was it was a they yeah, spoke with repackaged f- well they speak they speak it in was them. Repackaged as a. Um, it's not Shakespearean, is it? Yeah. It is, yeah. They have a bad. It was, re- it was, re- it was repackaged as, you know, they reworked the Shakespeare thing. So it oh, was well, modernized, yeah. and you had um, a really great cast, and it had like retro disco and stuff. Mm. Mm. And. Um, that was, was kind of his transition, though, wasn't it? From sort of young, you know, the what's he? He was, great yeah, he, well, I first saw too. him in um, This Boy's Life mm. with Robert De Niro. And I already knew then it was, he gave this amazing performance as Tobias Wolf where he, he sort of more than matched, um, he more than matched De Niro. And again, oh, really? yeah, and yeah. He, he got his first Oscar nomination um, for what's he's in Gilbert Grape and then he did The Quick and the Dead. But this is the tr- where you watch, genuinely watch a, an actor who grows. Yeah. And I've always liked DiCaprio. He's, he's yeah. one of those that stood out. It's like with Julia Roberts. He's like, he, he stood out and, um, I don't think he is risking this. I don't, I don't think he has the kind of, he's got an unusual look about him. He doesn't have the pretty boy looks of a Brad Pitt or a Lynn or a 
or Richard Gere, you know, the, who are like very striking, straightforward. Yeah. But he has that kind of rugged quality. And again, I think he's improved over the years. I mean, his, his, the new movie, I saw some pictures today. I had a quick sneak at Vanity Fair. They had um, the new Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which is about the Manson murders. Oh, yes, yeah. And again, DiCaprio is like, he's, he's, a guy, he's an actor who's going to evolve. And, you know, he's, he's, he is one of the best actors in Hollywood at the moment. One just popped into my head. Sleepless in Seattle. That's bang. That's didn't we pick that was a Christmas. Picked, well, that, that was a Christmas, Christmas film. Uh, yeah, that oh, was it. Yeah, oh, cool. I mean, again, but but if you want to go into the other ones, because that's just pure. Well, things stars. like you know, well, we could go recap some of the others. I mean, what was the email one? Oh, you've got mail. Oh, you've got mail. I'd also add as well, when a man loves a woman with Andy Garcia and Meg Ryan about the alcoholic mother. Oh, that's nice. um, she goes to rehab, and again, that's that's a really that was like Meg Ryan's alternative to. Um, like the rom-com she played this a very um, like a, a teacher who has an alcohol problem and it, it, there's there's a really uncomfortable therapy session between Andy Garcia mm. and thing and there's there's some really explosive scenes in there but again that's another one I add to it I think my two favorite rom-coms are probably when Harry met Sally and then uh, something's got to give which are, are they both written by the same person aren't they um, I don't think they're right. I or my don't, m- I don't yeah, you're right. Because no, um, wasn't Harry met say written by Nora Ephron and then she directed something's got to give. Nancy, Re- yeah, she did. Mm. Now Nora Ephron wrote when Harry met Sally. I think she did wrote something's got to give. Yeah, yeah. Harry okay. met Sally. Who's the guy? That's um, Billy Crystal. Crystal. Billy Crystal. Yeah. Billy Crystal yeah. Yeah. Is he still alive? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. very alive. That's yeah, cool. It doesn't do a great deal. I don't think it as much really. Does he? He's kind of. I th- I think he's. Um, I th- I think he's done one or. He hasn't done as much since then. I think after City Slickers and stuff like that, he, um, it's kind of gone into a bit of. A, I think Father's Day probably did for him. That was bad. Yeah. <laughs> but I do, I do love, I do love that line at when you know, like the Titanic thing, what he said about the at the Oscar. You know, the montage of things where he intercuts it. It was Goodwill Hunting, and he goes, he goes, to, he walks into the set like with Bromley. He goes, you do realize that between. Father's Day and Titanic, we've got seven, 12 nominations. And that, then they cut to the scene where Romy goes, he goes, if you disrespect me again, I will end you. <laughs> you know, so, I mean, the, the best, actually the best line from that montage is he goes, um, he goes, and they're at the top, you know, the bit at the top of the bow on the Titanic. He goes, I can't think of a worse a disaster and like Kevin Cousin goes, I can. Oh, yes. Thank you, Mr. Postman. And then he falls down. Uh-huh. So, but it's... Um, but yeah, I, I, but going back to it, it's like it's it's been a bit more of a challenge with the romantic yeah, thing yeah. because with these titles again, it's a personal choice. Again, these are my personal choices. I will probably anybody who's listening will probably say, "Well, I don't know. listen." I'm my disclaimer is to say these are my these are my choices. Yeah, yeah. of course, yeah, yeah. You can't. I mean, I can't. It's 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 always something. With something like this, it always polarizes opinion to a, probably a bigger way than it is. Mm. But I, what I like about it is the fact that if I was if I was on a desert island, these are the five yeah. movies that I would take with me. And uh, oh god, I've forgotten it. Play it against um, Casablanca. Casablanca. Yeah. That's got to be up there as well because that is a good film. I think yeah. that holds. It's up. it's that again is is a movie that's more of its time. I think I think it's for a certain generation. Um, like Brief Encounter, there are some movies like... I was just about to say Brief Encounter, no, with that classes. But for, no, they're, they're, these are really good movies, but again, um, it's like, 
with Casablanca, right, the more I have seen it, and I, I think it's a great movie, but I think it's a movie that captures a certain period of time, right. like post-war. In the post-war thing, like the war years, it is a movie that has more impact because it's fresh in people's mind. The war is yeah, fresh yeah. in people's mind, and it's a very good wartime movie. Um, it's it's a debatable thing because so many film historians always will put it up there with things like Citizen Kane. Um I've seen Citizen Kane. I'm, I have difficulty understanding how that movie is, but maybe if, like the way revolution, way um, yeah, you can't appreciate it now because you don't you don't see the films before it was made. Yeah, I, it's 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 a tough one. But but again, there are I, I'm sure there will be other titles that will come into play, and I'll, I'll probably when I go home tonight, I think yeah, well, you'll wake up at four uh, and go, oh no, I meant to say. <laughs> yeah, no. But but again, I I. Again, I'm 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 sticking with these five because they are yeah, the they choices. are my fa- but they are my favourites because again they are movies that if they were on TV mm. I would watch them and I'd say oh yeah it's good yeah, it's cool. when uh, when Harry met Sally who was the woman in that that was Meg Ryan Meg Ryan so yeah what happened to her she was like a big thing um, why did Julia Roberts she, as well she, what happened to her Julia yeah, Julia, Julia Roberts is actually yeah? on a brand new thing Netflix I think there's, there's, she's done there's, she's oh, the blind thing yeah, no no, no done, that's uh, Sandra Bullock no no there's she's done she's just done a re- apparently a really gr- acclaimed um, series on on Netflix on on somewhere and also like with Jessica Lange a lot of the a lot of these name actresses for example are actually um, find that the television is good, like Reese Witherspoon with Little White Lies, Big Little Lies. Um, but Annette Benning is actually in Captain Marvel. Who is she? She's actually, if you watch the trailer, she's in Captain Marvel with Brie Larson. <clears throat> Who's the Captain Marvel in that film? Brie, Brie Larson. Larson. Oh. Carol Danvers. Because when you, the funny thing is, when you think of Captain Marvel, you think male. This is actually because she's the first. She's actually the character that she, the thing about it is with all the things with Avengers Infinity or with what happened there, it's like everybody it sort of gives everybody hope because she's the first of the characters that are there. So, um, and the and the trailer looks right. She really looks like she's gonna she kicks ass. <laughs> like there's a scene on well, China. Let's uh, wake Peter up and ask him of his been. Peter, grab the mic, mate. We're gonna get you going. You young man who gives a different perspective. So, uh, Peter, uh, any thoughts on uh, what's been discussed so far? What's your favourite <laughs> rom-com? Put the mic close to your mouth. Come on, be professional. <laughs> Come on, maybe. There must be some... Or your favourite romance, rom-com, that kind of thing. Are there any geeky... Can you say geek or nerd? I mean, you're yeah. our qualities yeah, and diversity commissioner. You can still say geek or nerd. Goodness, but that sounds quite rude. No, if it's not, if it's not meant as a... No? Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. It's, if you're not it's been it's reclaimed. It's been reclaimed. Geek so, what was well, it's, have it's, you seen it's, any it's romantic? An, it's, a, it's, a, it's an okay term. It's not, yeah. you know, it's, you can still say geek or nerd. I'm yeah. happy to be a geek. So, yeah. the geeks or nerds, what do they watch, like, romantically? Anything stands out? Well, I'm just trying to think of geeky, nerdy rom I can't think of a geeky, really, nerdy rom Like, that is quite a niche <laughs> genre. Exactly. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, like, there's parts in American Splendor that's but got is there any love in, like, your or? Lord of the Rings? You, yeah. You know, uh, um, Arwen and Aragorn and then... Uh, yeah, that, that, that's, quite, that's quite a forlorn yeah. love story in that Arwen's giving up her, her Im- immortality to reside on Earth. In Lord of the Rings? Yep. What about Hatton Solo and Leia? There's a there's a love story for you. L- Luke and Leia and that. Oh, <laughs> God, yeah, well, that's know. well, basically that that was conceived as Gone with the Wind because it's actually Luke, Han, and Leia because that's what. Well, Luke, that's the image on the on the original Empire yeah, poster, yeah, isn't it? Because the because that poster was they 
I, I quite like that poster because, again, that was originally used on the London Underground when it first was released in 1980. Oh, wow. They, they, there are, there's two posters. The, 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 the main feature is the, the white one, which is actually the, where Darth Vader's on there. But the original Gone with the Wind stylized poster was actually used briefly um, on London Underground when, they, when it first played in 1980. Um, and you could, it's actually the Japanese, actually the Gone with the Wind motif is actually the Japanese poster. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, and that's what was conceived because he said we we want to have a Gone with the Wind type theme to it and that's what George Lucas conceived for the for the Empire Strikes Back oh, there you go there you go that's your choice yeah, then you you'll have that one if we can uh, hand Very the mic much. over to uh, Karen the recently uh, married is, is, uh, the other recently married he so must he's be got a perspective full of, he's been watching nothing but romantic actually. films yeah, oh, oh yeah oh. one of them is Shaun of the Dead I think it's a okay. pretty yeah, good yeah. romance. He's romance. trying to get his girlfriend. Yeah, it's constantly trying to. The comedy, the, the British comedy. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, and the other one is Scott Pilgrim versus Scott Pilgrim. Oh, Scott, Scott Pilgrim, Pilgrim versus, versus the world. world. Yeah. Versus yeah. world. Yeah. What's that, that about? Ramona um, Flowers. Oh yeah, yeah. it's um, Edgar Wright, but it's just a completely loopy movie. I, 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 I think it's one of those that, um, it takes a bit of getting used to. It's like it, it's like um, Jesse. It's like it's Mike. Is it Michael Sarah or? Yeah, yeah, yeah Michael, Sarah, Michael yeah. Sarah, but it's got Mary Elizabeth Winstead, but it's just a simple crazy thing where it goes, one, two, and, it, and it's, it's the graphics. So they've done it like a graphic novel, but it's perfect. Edgar Wright's kind of zesty and zany style is just there anyway. And I, I've seen it a couple of times. It's like, you know, seven boy, ex-boyfriends want to beat up Scott Pilgrim, and it's cut like, with like a video game and stuff, but it, it works. I mean, it's and it's got Brie Larson in it. Yes, yeah, and it's got. I mean, I, I like uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead in that blue hair. Yeah. yeah. Well, you, you. <laughs> I don't know if I should say this, but you, uh, you um, pre-show put on your Instagram some suggestions by your friends. I did, yes, and, and, and didn't get a single solitary sensible one. <laughs> oh no, like John Wick was one, uh, which we were sort of like, well, I guess it's the love of his his dis- recently deceased yeah. wife. What was the, the other puppy. suggestion by your it friends? It was Independence Day. Which has an American president in it, and yeah, and, uh, and the wife dies as well. Spoiler but, alert! But no, them. but the thing is, is the wife is living at the time. Yeah, true. At the beginning. Yeah, I, I, I would say, you know, because yeah. Hang on, in, Independence Day. Yeah. Will Smith. Yeah, yeah. no, the yeah. Wife dies. Bill Pullman. No, yeah. yeah, Bill Pullman's wife dies. Can't think who's the. How uh, she she's Mary, Mary yeah, McDonald. Yeah, Mary oh, McDonald. Okay. But she's like, um, you know, like. Oh, hold on. No, there is... Because the other romance is in it. You've got Vivica A. Fox. And Will Smith. Yeah. yeah and her character. Yeah. And then and you've, you've got Jeff, Jeff Goldblum and Margaret Collins with yeah. the presidential system. Which oh, so yeah. it wasn't as silly as we maybe thought. Yeah. Part of the, what was the third one? Uh, that was uh, Busty Mills 4, which I think <laughs> might have been a joke. Was that on your list? No. <laughs> no. It, was, it was in sixth place. Oh. <laughs> I, think that, I think that might well be the, pr- the, the unseen Pretty Woman scene. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> didn't, but didn't in the original she dies of an overdose or something? And there was a really cynical in script in the original picture. Yeah, or? no, the, in, in Pretty Woman, they, they again, it was like, um, they, they kind of, you know, it, you know, J.F. Lawton, you know, like with Under Siege, he'd done like, it was a very dark, uh, the Steven Seagal film. It was, mm. it was, I, I mean, I'll probably have to, I know that they, was it a comedy in book form or not? No, it was a screenplay, but it was just a very dark tale about. So like what happens to her at the end of the film? Well, the she, they, you know, she, she. You know, they, they fall in love. You know, they go off into the sunset and stuff like that. Oh, I thought you said the, no, but I think in the original, yeah. like the first draft or whatever, oh, right, it was okay. much darker. Well, yeah. much, okay. And it's more. And it's like they can. T- and this is the thing with with, <clears throat> with Hollywood, for example. They can take us. They can take a script, and they think, well, actually, we like some elements of that, and then we can change it. It's like, um, like we were talking about with you know with First Blood and stuff. You can you can do. 
you can you know if you have the very essence of what the the basic characters and the basic elements of what your script is you can then adapt it to whatever genre genre you can are there any sort of meg ryan sort of julia what's her name julia roberts julia roberts types girls coming up that just fit romance films or um, sort of just beating men I, up I, I think i i think to be honest with you i think i i will i think brie larson i think if she you know between between like the Captain Marvel movies, I think she's she's got the potential to be yeah. there. I think Emily Blunt definitely. Um, I'm trying to think who else. Oh, Saoirse Ronan's sort of becoming the the new. What's she been in? She's in Brooklyn and she's in like the Mary's Queen of Scots. Margot oh, right, Margot yeah. Robbie again. Um, there's you know there's a whole host of new um, stars out there that are you know that are making their way in the thing mary elizabeth winstead again is another one there, there's a you know like a like oh um vanessa hudgens mm. who's in the new um jennifer lopez movie second act again she's graduated from high school musical like and then oh. she's done that so um but but again they're, they're so interchangeable you know like you you young actresses for example you, you they, they they're all out there they can come and go yeah. and there, they, yeah, there isn't. I would say there isn't anyone who you now there isn't. You know, sort of you have people uh, iconic. Romantic. You know, during the nineties, yeah, and sort of eighties and nineties, it was like oh, Meg Ryan and Julia Roberts. They're your rom com people. And well, in Sandra the Bullock, in the eighties, you, know. you had like the Brat Pack. Mm. You had like Ali Sheedy. You had Demi Moore. You had oh, um, Demi Moore. Yeah. You know, um, you know, th- there was a hot d- giant lane and people like that. In Ghost. The, that's that. Yeah. That's well, Demi Moore. Yeah, Demi Moore. Again, you know that that was another title that I would you know was one of the titles that I did consider for the list anyway, because again, it's a, it's another movie that again uses fantasy and death and yeah. it's those wishful things and like that anyway. Um, it's, it, you know, but I think a lot of the time with, the, with a lot of these actresses, you know, that they, there are similar in generation, you know, there are people from the, if you would go forties, fifties, sixties, seventies, I think there were more, womanly actresses in the 40s if you think of grace kelly and you think of maureen o'hara or vivian lee or Olivia. so what do you mean by women womanly well you know feminine more feminine but i think also if you if you think of you know young women and we're like youthful women and mature women i i i don't i I, that i'm trying i'm trying to you know this is why i'm single um (laughs) no but but it's like you you know the the actual the way the roles were more exaggerated yeah when the when you look at the woman was the when when you think of you know the style of women in the 40s you know like those classic films that take ingrid bergman and stuff um i think actually emma stone probably is the is the one actress who i think kind of and what's she been in la la, la, la land and gangster squad and okay. and you know, easy, I, easy a if you get easy to see, a, it's a yeah. really great updating of the scarlet letter it's really good oh, it's really yeah. good i think Lindsay lohan if she wasn't if she if she if she'd stayed if, on, if she'd track. Stayed on oh. no if she if she'd stayed on track and she'd been more you know instead of being the controversial yeah but that ship sailed now you can't go back to romantic sort of 
I mean, she, we, the thing is, she's still so young, isn't she? I, well, she's, she's, she's sure. out. In, apparently, she's out in Dubai now. She's, she's yeah. She she's owns doing, a She's doing a like a reality. Yeah. She's doing like a reality show or something like that. So. It, like you basically have to run a, her nightclub or something like yeah. that. Oh, it's something like, yeah. yeah. And you're like, okay. Yeah, but yeah. there's no class. These people got no class. These <laughs> girls. There's no elegance. No Audrey Hepburn type. What about Marilyn Monroe? No, no, no. Let's not tar. Let's not tar everyone with. Lindsay Lohan going off the rails and say that but they all seem that sort of just sell everything everything's well they were well Marilyn Monroe was was an enigma I think she's she's somebody you know if you look at the problem when you know the story afterwards the gloss sort of goes you know the way she was sort of passed around and but 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 again it's it's about a specific image you know when when I think of Marilyn Monroe I think of someone like it hot you know you know sugarcane and the fact when she you you get a moment where you like with Julia Roberts where you watch when she's doing running the you know she's dancing with the you know on the on the train yeah. to to that and then she's boop, boop, she's flirting boop. with um, with Tony Curtis and mm. stuff you 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 kind of it's it's a moment it's like a Kodak moment in time mm. um, like Jessica Lang for example is another one who again I had a major crush on when I was in the eighties I mean when I saw I watched Tootsie. Simply because I was in love with Jessica Lang, and, and then you saw and Dustin very, Hoffman in a dress, no, and you no, thought, when, oh. "No, but this was it." When Dustin Hoffman arrives in the um, arrives on the set as Dorothy Michaels in drag, and just and she he drops his he drops his paper. She Dorothy drops his papers, and Jessica Lang reaches down and she looks towards him. It's like I was like, "Yeah," <laughs> and then also in King Kong when she arrives and she, there's a you know when she when she sort of wearing those skimpy shorts you know and she's she's about to go on the actual I don't think I've ever seen that I know of it because it's it's that they swap the twin towers don't they for the empire state you know oh. they swap That's... yeah they swap the the empire state for the <clears throat> twin towers in the room but but what <laughs> but actually there's um the very first book I ever read on filmmaking was the the creation of Dino De Laurentiis's King Kong by Bruce Barenboek who was the unit publicist on the King Kong remake and there's a black Did he and white Conan De Laurentiis yeah, yeah. He did, he, the, yeah original. He did the original the original but there's a there's a black and white image in it towards the beginning of the book and Jessica lands again in those skim shorts and I saw that and again it was just <laughs> before and I it was just before King Kong was shown on TV as we were talking was about. it a was it a Princess Leia in the bikini formative no no it was beachwear it was beachwear yeah, it was like um, you know. I I think you know with Julia Roberts, the actual um, you know when she's you know when I saw the poster when she's you know she's back to Richard Gere and she's you know she's wearing the the, the dress and the shorts and stuff like that. Um, yeah, I I that yeah that was a crush. I mean, Winona Ryder was another one I had a crush on. <laughs> Oh, she's going did through she ever school. go? I'm trying to think. Did she ever really go for a? I'm sure. She, I'm sure she's done rom coms. I think she's got. Well, one she did. Up. She did one called. Um, well, I mean, Heather's in a way is a romance. It's about you know like the Christian Slate JD. Yeah. yeah. Um, but she was also in the Martin Scorsese movie The Age of Innocence, which again was a love triangle based on Edith Wharton's novel. So you had it was um, Newland Archer and you know May Welland. She played May Welland who's the wife the, the, the wife of Daniel Day-Lewis. And again, it was a very etiquette thing, but again... Because that's odd, because they're, aren't they in... Um, they're in the Crucible together, aren't they? Yes. So that's odd that they're lovers in one and mortal enemies, yeah, I but, suppose, but, to but, a degree, but, in the but other. But again, The Age of Innocence was, was a romantic movie. Mm. It was... Um, 
you know, it was Scorsese's period drama. Yeah. Um, I, I've got two. What, rom-coms <laughs> or crushes? No, or ro- romantic, well, one's a joke but I think you'll appreciate it okay, I mean it's an extreme but no, no, technically no, no, no I mean uh, we're, we're, so we're we're one is viewers. genius that I'm going to tell you I've just thought of it but the other one King Kong okay romance Faye Ray yeah you know a, a woman Jay, and a pure love. a rom- woman, and a, woman and a, a monkey <laughs> yes Brie Lance is in the remake. We <laughs> oh, just keep Kong, coming back. Yeah, cool yeah. Skull so Island. It's sort of work. That's yeah. romance, really. Oh, no, it, 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 it is. It's about, a, it's about a... It's and about this, you will agree, this is genius. And I think this gets forgotten about. Rocky. Yeah. Yeah. That's all the bits it, I like. Actually, Rocky, no, no. Rocky, yeah, yeah. But, but truth. But you, know, but you know what the promo line is for Rocky on the poster? A love story about a world heavyweight championship. Is that really that's what it was? Part, that's oh, the actual. Yeah. Well, there's there's two. The actual. Well, the the one line was their lives were a million to one shots. But yeah. it's also the other line I do recall. It says the love story about the world's um, heavyweight cha- champion. No, it's a love story about yeah. boxing. It's not a boxing story with love but in it. But also his love for age, their love for each other. I do. Yeah, those are always the most. But yeah, it's parts about the fact that he's he. You know, it's it's wish fulfillment. You know, he gets the girl and he gets the dream. Yeah. Mm. And at the, at the end of the first one, all he's concerned about is Adrian. Adrian! Then, yeah. But then number two, Adrian, he's like, Adrian, we did you, it. I love you, I love you. Kind of I love oh, you. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, Rocky Three was on last night. He goes, yeah, I just want to say something to my wife. Who's at home? Oh, yeah. That, Yo, yeah. Adrian, I did it. <laughs> and his face is all fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, yeah, so I'm going to end on that high. That was a good suggestion by me, I thought. I just okay. popped into oh, a cool. song. <laughs> well done, you. So that's been our Valentine's Day podcast. Yes. And, uh, By the way, Busty Mills 4 is not a, a serious rock. Well, it probably exists, but please don't there look are it up. Prob- no, but there are probably people who do take that stuff seriously. Yeah, so someone... Yeah, yeah, that, was, course, that, was a, so that, that was a suggestion. I wonder, but all, a pit, all, I, well, all I will say is that I do hope there is a lot of stiff competition. Boom, baby! Well done, that's actually quite good. So thank you very much. So who said romance is dead, guys? We will see Oh, hang on. Before we end, have you have you pressed it? So we're going to do the Oscars um, show in a couple of weeks. Okay. When did what date did I give you? Oh, I gave you the date, didn't I? You did. Yes. You need to tell the person who's actually <laughs> going to do it. No, did, didn't we talk about the I date? Think it's the twenty fourth. Yeah, that's what yeah, I got. Twenty yeah. fourth. Yeah. So we're going to come back. Uh, come back and do the Oscars show. Then we're going to learn all about the history of the Oscars. You look confused. What's, what's no, no, it's all right. I'm just, I'm just thinking. still thinking about your gag. No, 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 I'm not. You know, it's all right. <laughs> all, right. all right. Well, thank you very much. And bye. Goodbye. Yes, good Hit the button. You've been listening to the Via Lucci podcast, recorded in London with your hosts, Tom Wheelahan, Theo X, and myself, Shani and Darren. To get in touch with the show, go to vialucci.com and follow the links. So, until next time, be good to each other, be good to yourself, and have a great day. Watching shadows on the wall, and the bottom screen that's gone. I'm in the corner with my head in the dream. To myself, I quietly think so many things to get you off. In the cup, and I'll scoff and take another drag of my cigarette. I don't mind if the sun don't shine Cloudy weather suits me fine Pour another glass of wine On the ball tonight I think I'll be a superstar